or should we get everyone inside? Yeah, I mean, it needs to be. And then, who you want from this? Yeah, it takes us for us. I love it. And then, if they sing, it takes us in there. Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. 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 Okay. It's the opposite direction. Mm.
Introduce everyone. So, for some of the people who can't stay all the way, at least we know like we've made a connection with this person from here. So, who you are, um, what you do, maybe a little bit of something about why you're here today. Um, yes, so over to you. Okay, uh, hi everybody. My name is Vele Tu. Um, I'm a writer, a mother. Can you come in the circle? I'm a writer. And I think uh, Woman Festo is a concept between Elsa and I that kind of just grew from um, just feeling agitated over, like, uh, during the beginning of the pandemic, just seeing how neglected artists are um, by different authorities in this country. And we were just trying to come up with a way um, to first of all support one another as two artists. And we were thinking of a way to expand this cushion that we've created for ourselves of like support and feedback and interaction. And so we developed the concept that is Woman Manifesto, which is a conversation between an ongoing conversation between artists on how we can create safe spaces to create in and support one another and to grow in um, without necessarily depending on people who clearly don't care about us. Um, so I think that coming into contact with the space that is Funda came through by Lady through Shoni over there. Hey Shoni! <laughs> Contribute uh, to the space that is Funda 
while artists are growing in the process and interacting with each other. So it's been amazing. We've had two weeks of workshops, which are hosted by artists. So the idea is here you see there's art from established artists, but there's also art from emerging artists. And I think having them in the same space um, is amazing because I guess like, you know, if the walls could talk, <laughs> there'd be so much feedback. <laughs> but I think apart from that, it's just about um, showing artists that we care, we are here for them, we do support them as a manifesto. Um, and yeah, I'll hand over to Ilsa to introduce what we'll be talking about. Yeah. Okay, so we titled the, the panel, but it's like more like a round kind of table, no table collection of people. Yes, the table of sound. And uh, we titled it Dreams and Dilemmas in the Arts. Dreams coming from our workshop themes that had to do with uh, radical dreaming, which was a concept that Wolita proposed as a, um, a standpoint towards education within townships specifically. Um, and uh, we worked that on into developing artworks. Lulu's here today as one of our established artists. Hey, Lulu. Oh, celebrity. <laughs> Who's also doing a watch later? It's just like so, and then our other theme of workshops were around presence and online presence, and very much around the digital world of the arts. But so we start here today dreaming uh, about Funda and about Wu Manifesto together with Funda. But we also, as Mr. McKenna, through conversation with him, has brought forward the the cultural worker, the topic of the cultural worker, and we gather here today on Workers' Day. And oh, it's Workers' Day. Hey, come on, guys, we need to say at least one thing. Come on, at least one thing, guys. Just to show, just to acknowledge. Hey. Conversations with Funda and how they're trying to work with their artists and create um, different spaces and different institutional moments. There's a lot happening here that we don't understand. We've only had a few conversations in this Makena, and I'm hoping this is a dialogue that we can begin to introduce ourselves, introduce our cultural working roles, perhaps, um, and get to know one another. Most 
we're here to connect, we're here to meet so that the energy is sustained and that we don't leave here, uh, like don't leave another empty room, we leave with connections and ways perhaps in which we can connect from moving forward and create ongoing collaborations. So um, yeah, I think Mr. McKenna, if I may start with you. Zwei! Lisa, <laughs> 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 understand that it is not an institution created by anybody. The buildings were donated uh, to, the, to the community of Soweto. Um, it was not created by any specific organization or specific person. It came into life because uh, it's a response to 1976. But it's a long history. <laughs> Back in that auditorium, we've had a lot of um, uh, community activists and leadership uh, basically trying to form the future of, of Soweto, the future of uh, South Africa. And one of them used to, um, the very small voice, say, <laughs> so, so um, I'm just saying that it used to be a place, a safe place, it is a safe place still, of activists, of intellectuals, of politicians. Many people don't know that, um, you know, the, the ANC used to operate from here. The PAC used to operate. <laughs> the the Black Consciousness Movement used to operate here. And uh, one interesting historical event is that the the Democratic Party was actually launched here. <laughs> that's very funny. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah, that's very funny. That's very like. It was <laughs> launched here and. Um, but they're so racist, though. No, 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 no. Let's 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 move away from from from, from labeling. Okay. okay. Because history defines all of us. Mm. And um, the, the the reason why I'm mentioning the DA in last year is because um, the the very idea of somebody from the Soviet community mobilizing to launch a Soweto branch of the DA at Funda was historical. To the extent that there was a debate that was held as to whether we should allow as a community from our history of resistance a, a, a northern suburb party to be launched at Funda. And that discussion reminded everyone that uh, uh, Funda in 1985 was actually under siege. It 
first taken over. Uh, and during that period, two people nearly died. Mm. And after guns came into Funda Center in search of two people, there was a policy consensus that was developed uh, that said uh, Funda is a neutral ground for all activists, for all community organizations in the arts, for all community organizations in education to find expression. That no ideology is about any ideology, but together we need to find a way to fight a common enemy. That was the sentiment. And even today, Fundai is, is still under siege. That is, that is a, a, a poster if you look at the back. Uh, okay. There you are. DP before debate. It was a debate that was organized towards 1994, asking the question, who and it was a debate between the uh, Agri-Cluster and uh, Zek and Is it Zek? Yeah. So, welcome. Welcome to, a, to, to all of you to this dynamic constellation. It is dynamic because it questions most of the time it's not a place of answers. It's a place of, of questions, but it is also a place of convictions. The reason why we suggested the idea of uh, uh, May Day to celebrate it, to, to raise the question of the artist as a cultural worker is because that is the question. Um, it's, a, it's an international debate, it is ideological, but at the same time, uh, it is a human question of should we define an artist in specific terms as, for instance, a cultural worker. If we do, uh, where does the, the word cultural worker come from? And how do we accommodate it going into the future? So welcome and uh, feel at home. This is always an open space, particularly at the end of the month. <laughs> uh, we organize activities and uh, a certain Boomba Boomba uh, of Mashanga. Of Mashanga. <laughs> I'm an AMG, that's what Mashanga means. It's not anything else. Yeah, as, AMG. As, as we grew up, I grew, the up, I grew up in Alex. Um, and there was always the element of Boomba uh, Boomba. And certain Kumba Gumbas were Kumba Gumba Yamashaka. Kamo Kumba Gumba Yamashaka. Kamo over the weekend they will be quite a music. Some penny whistle and. So, Vavenda wanna buy music. Alex is a place of everyone. There's always been a convergence of migrants. And at Funda, what we do is at, at the moment we're exploring and uh, uh, concretizing the idea of a migrant. Um, and so we're doing our curriculum, let me put it this way, that our curriculum is based on uh, understanding the culture and heritage of a migrant and 
how it is contributed to Soweto. Uh, as an institution, we are developing ourselves in the direction of becoming a, a museum, mm. a center of heritage mm. for education and also for, for culture. Mm. A living museum. Mm. A living museum. Mm. At the same time, we're exploring the idea of uh, uh, a virtual library. Mm. So by 2030, we would like to become a center, a center of excellence. Mm. Uh, in digital technology transfer. In other words, we live in a world of technology, but this technology is not transferred to ordinary people. Technology can change lives and it can create new cultures. But if it is not, if there's no base or institution in a community where you can go in and out of technology, uh, the type of technology that you will interact with will be consumption oriented. So we're exploring the question of an education institution that develops the community to become productive using modern technology without you losing their own self and their heritage. Who's going to, to lead the discussion? Sorry? Who's going to lead the discussion? So, I, mean, I was just welcoming everybody yeah, and providing. He's an The Africa, guys! The Africa! Did, were you, were you, He's did you get to be funded by, by Blade? Um, I'm not, I have Eskom on the side, but sure, Blade is funding us all the time. Oh, we will kill him. So, so we have resolved the question of Christmas for It actually has been resolved because Nisbas has been turned into a bursary as well. Like people don't have to go pay back the government. So it's actually like a lot of progress has happened like in terms of that. And I think that's something we really need to acknowledge. As much as they may be cancelling certain degrees and whatever, and black people are like, this is anti-black because we all want to go to university and do humanities. Fuck you guys. When you couldn't study or engineering or medicine back in the day, you can be funded for that and you can fail two years at least and still be funded, you know? Okay. So Let, let's oh let's, let's, let's introduce ourselves. Oh okay, so hi everybody. <laughs> My name is Shilova. Uh, I am an electronics engineering student at UCT. Um I'm a writer a video editor and producer, but mostly I just like to tell stories. And I like to tell our people stories. I am starting a YouTube channel called, called Hashtag Dating for the Root Cause. And it's basically gonna explore our social issues in Africa and stuff like, just hearing about Africa from Africans for once, instead of watching Al Jazeera. Um, I'm here because of Will, she invited me. <laughs> she made me book my flight to make sure I'm here for this weekend. I stay in Cape Town. Um, I don't know what I was saying. I don't know what I was talking about. No, no, you were saying you're introducing yourself. Yeah, so, so I'm, yeah, so, so I've done my introduction now, that's me. Uh, but I did want to, you know, leave you guys with something. So footnote to what I was saying, um, the education problem is in progress to some extent. And uh, the nice thing is that uh, you can go through the system and be fully funded 
as long as your marks are right and stuff. So the fees must fall movement really did well. And as you were saying, the beautiful thing about it is that it was leaderless. You know, every time they arrested somebody, another face came up. Another face came up. So I think he's saying something, he's going somewhere with this whole leaderless thing. When we make movements, we have to make them really leaderless. Because once you have a leader, then it seems like that thing belongs to them. But if it belongs to everyone, they can't divide and conquer us. You know, they can't. And that's how... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, so that's all. I mean, I, I think that's why I'm resonating with this place a lot, because of what he said. Leaderless. This place is what? Leaderless. It's going to exist. It exists outside of him, and it exists on itself. On its own. Sorry, grandma. Thank you. Morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Cedric Munoke. I, 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 I studied here in 2001, uh, visual arts, until 2003. Yeah. And today I'm still here and then teaching now history of arts. Yes, that, in a nutshell, that's who I am. I am a co-founder of Heights Facilitator for Balalohona Literacy Club, which is based in Proteanos. I am a sexual and reproductive health and human rights activist. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Hi, everybody, thank you so much. Uh, um, you see, like, there's this one thing I'm not good at, is uh, needing to introduce myself. still how to introduce myself professionally, but then. Um, oh, beautiful, yeah. I'm to thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm, I'm studying cultural policy management, or cultural management. So I'm pretty much like into the politics of, of, of the arts, uh, your parliament, uh, the governance, government, um, you know, policy, rules and regulations that govern the sector, uh, the business side of the arts. But the most important one that, that, that I really do, or which I do believe that it, it's actually resonated with me, is um, art administration. Because I believe that um, it's a skill that is still yet to be developed, um, you know, in the, like in the country, and then a lot of organizations can use some of that skill. So, yeah.
Yes, wait. Um, I, I operate a, a safe space in a place called Winterfeld. In Pretoria. Yeah, it's mm. like mm. um, And I've worked with, with Ilza since the start of that project in 2019, where it was just visioning via poster. Um, and now it's a self-sustaining, fully operational youth center that serves between 60 and 100 girls a day. Yay, thank you. Um, and I think the parallel that I'm seeing in this space and that space is the, uh, the value of aesthetics, data, and technology. Um, and that's being uh, for the cultural workers, for the social workers, and nurses, and peer group trainers that I work with. They have so much more weight in the schools and community that they work with mm. when they come in with art and they come in with data. Mm. Um, data that's that's accountable to the young people that they're working with. That's sense checked. You know, we we're working with about ten thousand young people in the in the district of Twanyang, and. We try and get we try and get data that's like almost school specific, almost grade specific. So that when social workers can go inside the school and say, This is what this is what you guys are telling us via these surveys that we've just kind of made easily accessible for you to view and to access via technology. And, um, and now let's let's represent why do you think these, this data is pointing to this? Let's try and represent that in artistic practice. That way, thank you. Yeah, so that's that's been my experience in in Winterfeld. Uh, Amazing work! Yeah, Amazing I work! Hope that this happens everywhere. We do it for the kids, y'all. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Thank you so much. Hi, everyone. Hello. This is Mutel, and I am Hi, a braider. I do hair. So um, I'm just trying to establish myself as someone that can create other things other than doing hair from my medium, which is wool. I guess maybe, and I prefer using the wool for doing hair. So I'm just trying to just find find a great way to do other things and create other things from all. Oh. oh, wait, thank you. Yeah. Thank you means thank you, my face. So, yeah, I, I, I opened a great shop at home. I'm just trying to do it. And yeah, I want to do it. I'm doing a, my hair on Monday. I have my style already. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mattel. My name is Sosuda. Mattel. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the introduction is very interesting. I suppose the time I really understand what you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense, no? Yeah. Yeah. Great work. Most of the time, we're drunk when we listen to you. So. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I'm sure somebody was telling me some story.
Corey was mad, but I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, normally I was a ski blazer. Yeah, like, um, I uh, work at Funda. I work uh, on my own project is called Zibiga. And it's started off maybe as a personal journey following my father's surname, Hugus Biga, for those who don't know, is the, is the oral tradition methodology of calling yourself out with your family. Um, so that's how it began. But as I as I went down the journey, it became clear that the journey itself was a journey into identity, into a broader identity than just my own communal identity, an African identity, if you will. Um, and as I went deeper into that, I kind of discovered that um, part of a, a great migration, a great story in Africa that's, that nobody really knows. Okay. At the tail end of. Okay. So that dovetailed with me coming to Funda because I started working with Bach um, for some reason. I started chatting with the company. Oh. Okay. That's but then you quit. Did you? Can you tell us about how you oh, left your choice of the company? You quit on me, man. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I I started studying chartered accountancy, but then didn't finish it because that's uh, beat me. And then I ended up at the main company as a cadet. And while writing those stories, I exited the world of um, commerce. And many, many, many years later, I've come home and I'm working on a uh, park creating masks with, with trees. So I come from the center basically to find a place to make dirty. And instead I found a place which was a home for this greater, this greater adventure that I was on, which had then established the big the residency here. And from it comes the Shisabe Sebe. Yes, our you Shisabe Sebe guy. Hey, get your 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 Archive of stories okay. uh, in a platform that is performative, okay. in, a, in, a, in a platform that is consistent with the way we've been recording and creating knowledges and property knowledges okay. since the beginning. So that's why I'm. That's why I'm. Dango! Okay, Dango, man, stand to my face. My name is Dango. Hi. Uh, my name is Funda and really couldn't understand why it wasn't something that was activated. 
and recruited a few of us, including me. So that's the spirit that it should be mentioned. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Hello everyone. Hi. Hi. Uh, my name is Kumbo. 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 Actually, where there's kids in Asia, there's you. Yes, Amazing. Okay. 
Well, no, it's just uh, <laughs> former colonial countries don't understand what happened to us, so we bring them here and we take guys from here to Europe to show them it's not. They so know out there. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, so that's where. When some of them move, beautiful, beautiful. And I also do live streaming for fun. That's what I'm doing. focuses on the black body, so the intimate black body and identity and self-love. Uh, I do a lot of self-portraiture, so I photograph myself as, as a way of tapping into places that I've always been afraid to tap into. So that's my bravery, I guess, and that's what I bring to the world. It's a way of me archiving myself and my existence in here. So, Lulu was a kid. Hi, everyone. I'm Hello. Jackie. Um, she's my cousin, so I'm here to support her. Okay. <laughs> hey, Family first. Yeah. Love them always. Uh, can you be talking about the scale of the but now I'm based in Johannesburg. I'm a creator, a professional actress, an arts administrator. And I'm here in support of Lulu. Hey, Lulu! Hey, Lulu! I'm at the Hello, it's Andy Pitch. Hello, everyone. My name is Mashati. Mashati? Yes. I'm here to support my aunt as well. Though. Hey, Lulu! <laughs> I was a number one kid. <laughs> okay, um, my name is Um, I'm a creative practitioner. I'm a historian. I'm, a, I'm an activist. I, I'm also the founder of Fanagano Tours, which is a, a company that uh, explores the alternative narratives and um, we pay homage to the migrant labor history and heritage. So we based our tours mainly on mining heritage by focusing mainly on the history of mine workers and the contribution uh, that they've made to, to build this country. Um, yeah, thank you. Amazing. Okay, great. We all know uh, who's who, and I left with a few members to talk. Uh, the, the process as discussed uh, was going to be that of uh, 
a, a summary input on ideas about uh, uh, to dream for for, for, for for living. And then the other group uh, from Funda was going to speak to the, the, the question of the, the artist as a cultural worker. Uh, let me suggest that perhaps we should uh, just go into it yes. uh, and explore the idea of the uh, artist as a cultural worker and even what cultural work is. Um, I'm extending it like this because uh, you, you mentioned the, the social work project in Winterfeld. Um, so one of the questions then uh, for you perhaps to respond to is, is social work cultural? Can I first uh, say, wait, wait, can, we, can we do like this one question? On, like, let's yeah. ask each other questions. Yeah, no, I don't need that. Hold on, hold on. No, do you give me powers to chair and facilitate? Yes. Yes, that's what yes. I understand. <laughs> so, so what, what, what I would then suggest is perhaps to explore generally as artists, as, as activists in the cultural sphere, um, what do we think of this question of uh, cultural work? Obviously, the, the, the preceding question for me is, um, is cultural work about being an artist only? Or is it greater than that? If it is greater than that, then why is it that artists, or they, they, there has been a movement in the country that says when you're an artist as a practitioner, you should call yourself a cultural worker. Ultimately, I'm hoping that we should identify what the problem is with uh, the artist being located within that definition and what the solution would be uh, going forward without agreeing on the solution by just talking about possibility. Okay. I'm going to give you 20 seconds. Wow, I don't have 20 seconds content, I have no. Anyway, so I was going to say, I was going to say, so when you look at like, uh, so firstly we need to look at the whole definition of culture, right? Culture is forever evolving, culture is what we are, you know? It takes a village to raise a child, but everyone is in the city, zero. But like, uh, and in this day and age, you need to evolve into that. So when you look at the cultural worker, that's the person who would paint your house, set up your interior design back in the day. Akaya, my dad would build the hut, and my mom would paint it up, or my aunt would paint it up, whatever. You know, and um, I don't think cultural cultural work is not uh, defined as essential because there's a failure in our system to see the importance and significance of color, to see that uh, not color as in racism or whatever, but color, green, whatever. Five seconds. Uh, uh, yeah, but like, there's very much something missing in our system that doesn't include creativity, the cultural person. Because being cultural doesn't necessarily mean you're unprofessional or anything like that. But the colonists have managed to somehow suck that out of us. And it's something we really need to solve. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. That's actually what I want to say. That's, yeah. All right. Yes. And as
as, 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 as we make inputs, let's remember that today is May Day, it's Workers' Day, hence the question. Uh, and uh, also, let's, let's, let's remember that uh, uh, artists are actually in a, in, a, in a state of question as we speak. We've just, or end of this weekend, um, the occupation of the National Arts Council is completed by artists as we whatever process of negotiation that has happened. Um, artists are not registered as workers in South Africa. We're actually vacants. And yet there is this uh, question that exists of uh, an artist in the country worker. When activists left the country for uh, Botswana and Zambia and Tanzania and the world, uh, there was a movement that had a conference to debate what the role of the artist would be post-1994. And the response in that discussion was that artists should be cultural workers. I'm going to leave you uh, with, with, with that statement to get your responses. Perhaps you could talk about uh, the work that you do, whether it's cultural or... She's not, um, 
my So that's that's pretty much like the, the gap which I find to be actually quite uh, complex between the two traditions and mutual parts. Any takers? Yeah. I find it hard to place culture and worker in the same space. Because if I look at cultural work, uh, be it music, uh, visual art, and all that, it's people that express themselves without being employed by someone. Because when you start saying worker, it means that I need to be getting instruction from someone and then they pay me for executing the instructions. Mm -hmm. So I find artists more in an entrepreneurial space. Like if I take Louis, Louis doesn't take instructions to say, this is how you do a visual person of a woman. She uh, conceptualizes that and then brings it to life independent and using her own creativity. Because when you are a worker, your creativity is limited mm -hmm. because there's hierarchy where you need to get instruction, execute and get paid for that. You don't execute, you get fired. Mm -hmm. But with artists, they can fire themselves and then uh, you go back. Like a, a musician who says, I haven't recorded or produced anything in the past five years. It means you fired yourself. Nobody said, you're fired, go and stand in a corner for five years and don't create anything. But you create things for yourself. I see them more as cultural entrepreneurs who then employ other people. So if I'm a successful musician, then I'll have a manager, I'll have a producer, I'll have all these other people that can work for me, but I'm not working for them. I'm producing for other people. And the freedom of expression creatively comes with this entrepreneurial part of it. The money flows after when I've executed the agreement to Dr. Masangu. Dr. Masangu, money follows after she's done because the passion is in what she produces, not receiving instruction to say, paint that house, paint that BMW. But it's more of an entrepreneur that will be engaged by companies like BMW to say, could you do work for us for this seven series as an entrepreneur, not as a worker person? So, if maybe say you take an example of um, a musician that's signed to a record label, so there's obviously there's terms and conditions, maybe five downloads in five years, whatever. Do you think they now, does the quality of the music decrease because now they're under pressure because? I have to produce this. Yes, it does. I'll make an example of TKZ. TKZ had a certain contract that said you had to produce so many albums. And then because they did not fulfill that, that's why they cannot come together and produce because they are still bounded by a certain contract somewhere. They can come and perform, but they cannot produce any album until they have met the conditions of the contract that they've signed with themselves. But you know the relationship, it's a loving relationship between artists and the recording companies because that's where they get milk. If you look at the percentages of what they were, they get and all that. But it's a worker that they are trying to say, now produce so many. You can't force TKZ to produce. If they say, we're not going to produce, we are going to disband, then they will disband. But that disbandment is forced by the contractual obligation that they entered into, which harms the cultural and the creative expression that they were giving us as a nation. They not only tell you um, uh, to produce, they say you should produce a hit. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying it, it, it goes back to the state. Yeah.
Okay. Noted. And the same spirit of, you know, the spirit of arguments I want to contest that idea. Yeah. And saying that I think there's a lot of value as to call an artist a cultural worker as such and peddle your ways as a cultural worker um, in the form of commissions. And I think the, why I'm saying that is if you, um, or rather, let me just say from my own experience with working with Ilza in the safe space in Winterfell, there was, um, there was, you know, there was nothing, there was no art there in that space. It was a building that had just been put up, it was completely empty. And at the same time, we also needed to do pop-ups in the community with gazebos and schools and stuff. And so when Ilsa and I were speaking about it and commissioning, um, like, how, how are we going to get youth into this space? How are we going to get youth to these gazebos? And that was an artistic practice that unlocked that. It was, Ilsa as the artist looked at the space and said, okay, there's, uh, we're missing a lot of trees here. Um, we need, because you know, it's a shade structure, we need it to look like a tree. Uh, and we need certain kinds of forms in it. And, and, and those pop-ups enable young people to be attracted to them. Um, another example, a few years ago, there was a terrible accident at a school in Broncos Sprague that I was working with on another project. Uh, about 20, 25 kids died in this taxi accident um, at the final harvest. Quite, quite a rigorous one. And we needed to make that not ever happen again, but we needed obviously a significant investment into the transport network of Broncos Sprague to make that not happen again. And the way that we um, cut through a lot of the bureaucracy was having children speak directly to adults via artwork. Um, and so they, so they did exactly that. We set up a, a like, really big art project for them, for the kids of that school. And we mobilized kids from about 50 primary schools from around Tiny that all came to that school and they created a lot of art in the form of demands about what road safety meant to them. Um, and that was, you know, again, a, a commissioning of, of art as cultural work, but it had a it ended up having a function of getting investment into a transport infrastructure that we needed to make sure that another tragedy didn't happen. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he agrees with you. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I would say 100%, if not more. Uh, understanding this whole topic or this whole subject, it also depends on how we define these terms. Uh, how do we uh, understand the role of an artist? I think there is high time also we, we, we redefine what being an artist is. Because for me, then I'm caught up in a difficult moment or situation to place the role of an artist. Is it a creative worker or a, a 
cultural worker in this case. But then I more tend to believe that he is more of a cultural worker than being a creative worker. Uh, being a cultural worker, uh, like uh, from the side of being an artist, is uh, being involved with the communities. Uh, it is someone who must uh, bring about the social change in the communities. And then by, by so doing that, uh, uh, placing yourself within the context of what is being a uh, culture, uh, closer to uh, the communities, you are bringing about good social change. Because when you look at uh, the works of artists, uh, they are central, uh, not peripheral to social change. Uh, many of the things that are taking place in the communities, uh, the, the changes that we see in the communities, it is because of artists that are being uh, involved in the work. And then so they are working in that process. Uh, the, there's more that we can say about artists being the cultural workers, then it depends on how do we define and understand what being a worker is. Because many artists are workers not knowing or understanding that they are being workers. But what is so sad is that they are excluded from the, the labor laws yeah, to be, because they are bringing this change which even the, the, the laborers themselves, people who call themselves cultural workers, they are not doing those roles that the artists are Okay, let me just throw a, 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 a problem at everyone. Um, artists are defined as workers, free will, dreamers on one hand, and we, you have identified the problem. They, they, they should not be employed by, by record companies, for instance, or film uh, houses or theatres. Uh, they must be interpreters. Uh, now, from a social angle, you, 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 you say artists are, could be cultural workers or creative workers. Who do they work for? Because maybe that will help us to define your yeah. help us up. Yes, yes I, I will answer that. Uh, just to what, what Nate was saying from trying to define artist as a worker, he also mentioned commission. Okay. I think that's where the problem lies in the whole process of developing this artwork. So if I say I did the click song, okay. and then someone said I paid you for commission, so relationship stops there. I paid you for away. If it gets used 20 years later, you don't own it. You were paid. You get you got half of your commission. So in that case, the, the artist was commissioned. They don't own it. Yeah. So I'll make an example. Creativity is paid for. Yes. Right. I also work in a TV and film productions experiment. So there's a production that changed the world of TV called Iso And now it's owned by the CBC, but it's not their concept. It was done by Bond Production. Bond Production commissioned them. So when we talk of Iso Iso as something that changed the landscape of how we use drama and express ourselves, then it's not owned by Bond Production, it's owned by. Uh, so my so commission and, 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 uh, and, and contracts yes. of artists are the same. Yeah, they the just problem. want your creativity. Yeah, and your I don't want an artist to lose. They don't yeah. employ you. Really. 
the, the, the what they own. Yes. That I still own this 10 years later when it gets used somewhere else, but I still own it. But when you say I was commissioned and I was a worker, it means my relationship and then when I received my check. Yes. But at the end of the day, because I'm in a creative space, I need to own that creativity. If she finds her t-shirts here at H&M uh, being printed on something, she needs to go claim that for every product. They can't say, no, but we bought your cloth and then we decided to print on. Yeah, this is a voice of enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I think I think maybe I'm a bit confused. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, there is something about redefining the terms, right? And I feel like we are working around working around a term, cultural worker, creative worker. But I understand us as um, cultural practitioners, cultural uh, practitioners, yes. you know? So I'm making money from my practice, yes. which is something that I live, right? And I'm not working for it. In fact, I'm working for myself and I'm working for, for the thing that I reflect, which is my community, right? So I think the thing that messes things up is power. So when, when someone comes in and says, your creativity needs to do this, um, and at the end of the day, your creativity needs to tell people this specific thing that's in my head, but I can't do it with my hands, and I can't say it with my voice, and you are too, so therefore you need to do it this way. So I think there's a big jump between uh, creative practitioner and creative worker, because, and also, I kind of feel like you can exist as both, especially right now in the systems that, that we are in. Um, because now I'm a cultural worker, but I'm also a cultural practitioner. I'm a cultural worker in the sense that work needs to pay, and work pay means I need to eat, right? But I'm a cultural practitioner because I'm practicing to get to that wealth, which I don't know if I'll get to, but the wealth is different from the one from the pocket. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a social wealth. Who, who should, who should, work, who should uh, employ you if you say uh, you're also a cultural worker? Um, yes, here's the thing, yes, yes, yes. Like, what you said about um, commission. Commission. But commissioning because of like the thing about the the, 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 the accidents and all those things. It works for, for a specific social thing, but we also need the cash to make the thing happen, right? So I think if commissioning and money comes in like it blends with like the social like it, So you agree that artists should be commissioned as well? Of course. And so when they the but, but you see he, 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 he said that he, he said that work stops at the point of being paid. But you need to eat. No, that's fine. But that's you need why to he know says, what you're eating as okay. well. So but also with commissioning, it doesn't just stop when the work is delivered. Okay. That's yeah. how I see it. Because yeah. commissioning an artist opens up avenues for other opportunities and collaborations with other creators. So it doesn't mean just because my work is done, I've gotten the paycheck, it stops there. No, no, no. I, I, I it think it they, evolves. Yes, I understand. The big question here is, when you are in a commission, are you a worker? Do you see yourself as a worker? Or just as creating for somebody uh, who has 
commissioned you and he will pay you for that in advance. I, I see it as a creative. Okay, so you are not a worker, you are a practitioner in that context. Yeah, a practitioner is similar to a resident. Okay, the issue is going to be work. Well, coming to your question, I think um, I, I'd like to bring in what you come in there because I think from my experience and currently what's happening in South Africa, what we're experiencing as artists is that the, the one missing link is understanding the value of our work. If you as an individual, you start acknowledging and seeing that whatever you are doing and you acknowledge and value it, then the, the next person, it's easy for them to, 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 to um, what's the word? To not rob, for instance. So it is then, how do we find a, a way to say, as artists, um, how do we, for lack of a better word, sell our work? Because then, that's when the mind, because we need to live from our work, so then how do we then sell? Which is why I think um, uh, um, creative cultural entrepreneurship is very important. It should be one of the first things that artists need to learn. Because now we are talking about contracts and commissioning. If someone is seen value in your work, you come in as a collaborator, as a partner. You don't, even the terms and conditions, you are able to put them straight. Because they know that they see the veil, and you also know the veil. They can't rob you. Okay. In, in, in this context, you, 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 you agree with, 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 with KK then? Yes. Uh, which means uh, an artist should not be a cultural worker. No. I Whatever work you produce, does not make you a worker. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think the most confusing part here is that uh, the reason why actually what we are missing is that all the improvements, especially, especially very interesting to the discussions from you based on the class. The problem here is water, culture. There is no exact definition of it. You can go anywhere and look for it like there is a I'm so to Gigimuzonga, and then if you were to ask me at the term culture, I'm going to define the term according to my practice, cultural practices as, as, as a young black man who's suit guy, you know, so and him as well as the UK, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So I think like that is the most, um, I would definitely say that the, 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 the term culture is actually more complex than yeah. Yeah, that's, it's that's the biggest where like, problem. That it, it would like get lost. And it comprises of many things really. <coughs> You know, like you sample, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, maybe a heavenly, so whatever like it is, right? Exactly. Then you also define the you know, the artists who are really making uh, a money from that, which I think is like a section of the But then that's, that's pretty much like making the fact of you being in a studio, painting or singing, <laughs> you completely understand the system of you having to work in part of you to make a living. In the context of enterprise, yeah. So what what is what this is leading us to is, is, is an interesting question. Uh, if if there is a sense that uh, we should gravitate towards cultural entrepreneurship, um, it means in in entrepreneurship there are no workers. The creators and the yes. The question it creates is, 
Um, what about this thing called, you mentioned UNESCO, uh, cultural industries? Because the idea of a cultural work comes from industrialization. Right? There it is. When I introduce myself, and I do it very deliberately, I, 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 I call myself a creative practitioner. Mm, um, I love that. In, in, you know, the, the, the term culture yeah. is very problematic. Mm. And I, I've always questioned UNESCO yeah. using, and, and because UNESCO is a global uh, organization, it, it has confused the whole world. Culture is very problematic. Yeah. You cannot have an industry called cultural industry. Mm. Because culture in itself is very poor. So, and it encompasses everything. So therefore, they themselves have created a problem by having that term in their white papers. So, what so do we call it? It's, we are creative practitioners. We, it's a creative industry because we are creators. We so create. we're doctors. We create. <laughs> we're doctors. And I think with that said, like, I also have problems with definitions of culture with UNESCO as a global institution. And we need to start redefining what culture is for us. In spite of what you said, Rory, as a, a, a Sutu man, this is how you understand culture. As a Mubedi, this is how. And because we are such a colorful people that are creative, we, we, we need to really start defining what culture is for us and not let it be informed by UNESCO and because they speak on a global front. But for us, what is culture? Mm. Mm. For the it, 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 it should actually develop from um, lo locality. Okay, we've raised a, a question here, yeah, UNESCO. We are a <laughs> <laughs> So then now, like going back to what you're saying about value, because of artists, obviously artists are individual people, they're not like a company making films it's an individual person. So now if we're going to be talking about value, for instance, as a photographer, how do I now price my work? Say maybe I'm taking photos at a wedding, for instance, and I'm charging this certain amount as an individual. And then the next person will come and be like, okay, no, I can actually pay, pay this for me, for instance. So that, in, in essence, it's also kind of downgrading the industry because you here and the industry should be there. But the next person will come, an individual will come and bring it back all the way down. So that's now that's what an establishment does, isn't it? You compete on the basis yeah. of product and price. So you yeah. can't can determine the, the industry, uh, take it up to a particular level <coughs> without the element of competition. Um, another another uh, input on creative industries is that artists are not just individuals. I mean, they are, they are, they are 
organized globally, except in the visual area. There's a federation of international actors, there's a federation of international musicians, which control policies that affect the creative industry. Yeah. 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 So, to your point, I think once the, the problem is when we get into economic uh, thing. There's a cultural element where it's not economic. I will ask my uncle to say, I'm graduating, I'm getting married, come and be a pressing. But when I say to my uncle, I've been elected a premier, you'll be my pressing. There's economic uh, conditions now. Because here, I'm entering into a level where you need to pay. When I buy her work, there needs to be a signature to show that this belongs to her. When it doesn't have a signature, then I can use it and then she finds it at IDC and then they say, we are auctioning this. How much is it? She can't afford it because it's now three million. But he says, but that's my work. Why am I buying it at three million? No, no, we have now upped the market value of it. Like, where was I in this upping of the market value of my contribution? So it's all those things that you sign at the end of the day. If she sell me stuff, she would say, this is sold to be used for this purpose. If I use it for any other purposes, I need to come back to her to buy it. Same as songs, like you're saying that there are federations to say, as a marketer, if I need a particular song, I need to go and commission and pay that person to use their song in their advert. Let, let, let me clarify before you go far. The federations I'm talking about are federations of unions of artists. Yeah. Globally. Musicians unions globally. Actors unions globally. Uh, and they being unions means they recognize the fact that they are workers. So there, 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 there are two angles to this. So I, I agree that in whatever we do, whether you're a creative practitioner or okay. you are a cultural practitioner, okay. there is some work that needs to be done. Okay. But when you enter into the economics of this work that I've produced, then there's that uh, element of let's separate trade. I was, I was, and I produced this, I still own the rights of it. I, I need to sell it to you or not. Or, because when you say a worker, there should be on your payment, there's a line that says unemployment insurance fund. In case you are not employed, you're not earning, you need to exercise. There is all these other things that need to be there. But as an artist, I don't want that because that's my mind. <laughs> okay. that, that's a big question. An artist as an entrepreneur, an artist as a worker. Yeah. What do you call the industry? Creative industry. Okay. Creative industry. Yeah. Is there anything like uh, a, a, a creative worker? We have moved from cultural worker. You said there's a contradiction between culture and work. Now we are gravitating towards. I'm taking the rounders. We're gravitating towards some type of understanding of cultural practitioner who who who, who should be an entrepreneur uh, operating within a cultural in, in a creative industry uh, that somewhere has organized workers. So does it mean that uh, you can call an artist and a creative and a cultural worker? Let's, let's, let's give him a chance where we are taking it by, by the rounds. So as, a, you know, as someone who commissions on behalf of the fund that I work for, on this question of value, Time and time again, I've seen uh, what, what I've been able to pay the artists that we commission versus the value that that piece of art brings to the objectives 
of the project of the site. And it's cheap at the price. It's cheap at the price. Just on the, on the question of the, how do you make You have an objective of bringing people together in this space. But what you pay the artist to create a space that makes people gather at it is, is really, really cheap. And that's not a uh, choice, right? I, I blame you for the pet posts, but low cost for the low returns for the artists. That's the issue you're, 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 you're raising. Yeah, and I think it would be about, specifically about commissioning. Yeah, I think it would be productive for artists, particularly working in social work practice, to, to leverage on that point to say, look, what we are contributing can helps achieve these social work objectives okay. that you have. Okay. To, to, to revisit their question of the, the, the value of their contribution to a cause. Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure where we are now. <laughs> <laughs> We're basically stressing two points. One is the artist who produces work for enterprise, for trade, therefore must be entrepreneurial in their orientation. This is an artist who, who up to now is defined as a cultural or could be a creative worker. The, the problem with that has been, has been identified. Uh, the, the artist who's an entrepreneur can exist in a commission environment. If they are commissioned, there's a question of how do you revisit uh, value of what you get and what you contribute in that negotiation. Okay. Okay. Um, the moment you start, or maybe, or possibly, say, if I don't take it to my profession, I see myself like being a, like kind of professional art as a creator. So being was like we exist because of the artists. Okay. Right. And the moment you start mentioning anything that has to do with them, then I think we are now shifting from um, cultural sector, maybe to creative sector. Okay. Right. Yeah. Cultural sector to you know, cultural sector, maybe to creative sector. Yeah. Creative sector. Yeah, because like I think this one like is more this is all about money and profession. You know, to, to sort of like formalize the sector. Right, like in creative sector, that's what like you as as a business, as if I can like see find you know and exit and and all those kind of things. And then unfortunately, if ever you're an artist and then you know somehow um, a way of maybe regulations, that's one. You need to know the regulations of of, 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 of the sector. Right? Uh, I'm trying to respond to your question of uh, exactly, I like to teach this point, which is not really, uh, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. exactly, of and how, like, what do you call yourself? Is okay. it like, you know, cultural, creative, 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 so pretty much like it's all about you, how do you define yourself and what is it that you want to achieve the work that you're doing, right? Do you really, do you want to stick to a traditional, you know, out of it, like not, you know, making money from it, then that's fine. But like the moment you start to say, fine, at least I need to make it decent for living or a new form my work and I see myself as a profession, then that will be the creative uh, practitioner that he's talking about. And to say, and I don't think that you can actually mix it. You, 
you can't mix the, the creative practitioner and the cultural worker. Yeah, no, yeah, because so I, I would ask the question: Does does, does it, the, the the cultural the idea of the cultural worker exist, and in what form does it exist? Yeah, I would say also, I mean, the cultural worker is someone who places his uh, attributes within the context of the struggle to meet the needs of the society um, for this social uh, change or development. Uh, with what, what you just said, it resonates. I mean, it's very true for me in this regard to say, you know, we can separate the two, the cultural and the uh, creative. Because once you are then in the creative space, that's when then you are, or, or, I would say, somehow isolating yourself from the uh, culture. Because you are now uh, in a position of being alone from the needs of, let's say, the collective, the community. Because earlier I said, then we need to redefine this term of what is what it means to be an artist. Because an artist, then someone who, uh, uh, for me in this regard, then someone who should be directly involved with the community, knowing the needs and the, 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 the things that the community need, uh, requires, and then that is you yourself playing, you are play, placing yourself within the context of the culture of that space. Well, what you're what you're suggesting is that there should be uh, we should consider three types of practice: the creative practitioner, the the the. The artist as a creative uh, practitioner, the artist as a social activist, the artist as a cultural worker, that's, that's beginning to imagine. Um, I think I wanted to go back to that point that's that right. we were on the about uh, formations and unions. How do we organize ourselves, you know, if we can't define ourselves? Um, I think we also need to learn from this in terms of uh, gains or um, progress uh, in establishments of such 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 formations. Um, what is happening in the NEC with 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 um, has exposed um, what South Africa has been. Um, not wanting to see. Uh, it has emerged that there's so many cultural formations that are representing artists. And some of them we don't even know about. They claim to be representing us and yet we don't know about them. So we need to start uh, questioning ourselves as artists as to these formations when they are formed. Um, are they formed? Uh, on what basis are they formed? Because as we don't even know who we are as artists, and therefore, that's why when these formations are formed, they don't even know what they represent. So, as an, as an artist, as a creator, you, 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 you always work in isolation. I believe in that. It is about you on how you create connections and partnerships. Um, therefore, 
what's important is collaboration. You, you are always looking for personal intersections and connections that are going to multiply and add value. It's always about the value. So these formations for me are, are, are for lack of a better word, they are purposeless. Purposeless. Thing. Rubbish. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to go that far. I think we, we as, as, as artists, as, um, as creative uh, uh, practitioners, as uh, social activists, as uh, um, creative workers or uh, cultural workers, um, we, we have to face the, the reality that the, the, the country as a whole, South Africa and even the world, is in a fluid state. Um, yes, the unions may be rubbish, it is our local experience. Globally, there's been a, a, a the, the Beijing Convention, the latest, which took a resolution that no film industry can produce your likeness without your permission. Because the industry, through uh, uh, software design, is now capable to reproduce you and make you an actor without you participating. So you 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 act, you exist as an individual. There, there is an industry that makes you a worker. Uh, there is an industry also where you practice to trade. Uh, there is schizophrenia, but we have created a, a worse one of three possible identities. Uh, to define an artist. And an artist can choose whether you act in one space, two spaces, or three spaces. And in, in each space you, you, you participate in, you have to be clear as to uh, what your rights are, what your value is, what, is, what your contribution is to society. That's a way of, I was just trying to close this. <laughs> I've just opened it up. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, let's wrap it up and there'll be an announcement about the next stage and the opening of the, of the exhibition. Uh, the, the, this is a too important a discussion not to be left, you know, uh, hanging. Uh, because we're sending a message to all of us as to where do you, what's your position in, in the world of the creative economy? No, 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 you, yes. you, 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 you are responding. Yes, I'm, I'm Okay, great. Proceed. <laughs> I think um, before we wind up, I would like to ask Um, uh, 
um, which goes back to your positionality as a human being, which goes back to knowing yourself as an artist and what your agenda is really. Um, because it's very selfish to go in and say, ah, me, I'm just getting my paycheck and leaving. But that specific painting of this is going to affect ripple, 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 generations upon generations. So even when we want to eat and we're trying to eat, which is very important, um, we need to be careful um, with the kind of things that we put out there. Uh, health warning number one. Yeah. Uh, inconclusive, um, and you know, to direct to uh, the, the, the question of uh, this um, topic. Perhaps, like, um, the question here should be um, are you an artist or a culturalist? Okay. Then from there, you can, you know, think about you being a working on what. Perhaps, like, we need to. The hanging question is. Do you reflect on whether, in your position, you are a you are an artist or a culturalist? Nobody should respond to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's something to reflect on. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, These are about comments. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to culture, it could be specific and say, um, in a cultural space, I'm a Zulu dancer. So you can be employed and then do a cultural work and get paid for that. Then. From. And then, the, but the culture depends where you box. If I say I'm in a country culture space, no one can claim. I don't have a king. I don't have anyone who says the rules are A, B, C, D. This is country. I can do whatever I want. As a creative person, I don't want to be boxed. And then I, I always maneuver when I put in boxes. I'll make an example in music. We have the summer hours that say there's the best weapon, best this, best this. And then I come and say, I do call. <laughs> and they look at their list like there's no one out there. Can we force you into hip hop? No, it's gone. It's new, it's different because I'm creative. I will maneuver out of all these boxes that we uh, But yes, there is work. There is uh, economic participation. We need to define it as much as possible. And once we do that, and cultural practitioners or creative writers, and, and they need to understand the terms of engagement when you now get into the economic uh, point of view. So that I need to be paid. Absolutely. Uh, last innings going once. <laughs> no, no, not at all. This is a wrap up session. You're yeah, just throwing in anything. Something that's always like okay. very profound to me is Bertolt Brecht, very critical of the Nazis playground. Um, he said, Oh, it's not a mirror to hold up against the world, but it's a hammer with which to shake it. Most slogans, more last innings, uh, more philosophies, uh, more observations, going one, once, going twice, gone. Thank you very much. Now into the program between 12 o'clock and 2 o'clock. The next steps. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's wow. <laughs> so we are we did we were running a bit behind schedule, and I think now we were supposed to go into lose workshop with justice. Justice is still in the way, as far as I understand. Okay. Um, so I'd, I'd like to invite everyone to please enjoy the outside space, okay. have conversations. Okay. So that you like this, yeah, for conversations to be had. For how long? Yeah.
for let's say another half hour, okay. let's try reconvene at one with Lulu and Justice. Um, and we'll be meeting here again. Uh, sitting down? Sitting down, okay. uh, but also more of a walk and talk to the work. Okay. And to, um, yeah. So is it going to be sit, sit down first? I'm, I'm trying to look at the logistics of clearing the space as a gallery. Okay. I think, let's keep it as it is. I kind of like it as this, you know, it's the memory of our first meeting. Um, and then we can come right back and dismantle it as we go and open up to the phases of performance and presence. Okay, enjoy the art center space. <laughs> Thank you. 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 Thank you.